I like. Kind of smarmy. Who this is? This is Chance the Rapper. <laughs> See, I wouldn't even call this rap. Cocoa butter. It's R&B, no? That's why I like this. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. He's real good. I will concede he's, nice pull. he's dropping mad soul. Yeah. Mad soul. What's his name again? Chance the rapper. Where's he from? You know? Um, I'm gonna make the guess, but I think he's from I think he's from Louisiana. I think I think I'm not real sure. I know that he's done a lot of uh. A lot of little songs about Katrina and about the stuff in Louisiana. Yes, so, yeah. I love it. Is it just him or is it like a group? It's just him. It's just him. He, he's done a lot of stuff with uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, okay. Call me pedantic. But that ain't hip so pedantic. <laughs> it's some nice R&B. I like that little flourish. Something, but I don't inhale. Everywhere that I go, everywhere they be asked, how's it going? Said it go in. Well, go figure, Victor's light skin. Jesus got me feeling like cold and pale. All praise to the guy, God knows he's a pro, he's a pro like cold and tell. Check, check, make, check me, take me. They call this acid rap. Yes. I mean, yeah. normally you see Norma Jean with a ticket with farmer Phil, but these kids these days they get so high, burn tree smoke, chloro, Phil, till they can't feel shit, shit, face, face, this 15 hits on this L. Elevated train in the craziest. Either his website's having a lot of traffic, my phone is bad, or he hired a monkey to do his website. It won't. It just won't pop up. You're right. This is R&B. Yep. It's R&B. Yep. It's very much. It's it's real smooth. Very smooth. It's nice. I like I said, mad soul, but nothing. I'm not feeling the innovation of the newness that you. Tell me how I'm wrong, Robert. I like it. No, that's all we need. There's not a word on his website about where he's from or who he is, but there's a lot of links to merchandise. <laughs> of course. Of the As there should be. Want a hoodie? You want to hear his tour schedule? I think you'll actually like this. Okay. Ozark, uh, Arkansas, Wakarusa Music Festival, June 5. Houston, Texas, Free Press Festival, June 6. London, UK, Wireless Festival, June 20. He's on a festival. Yeah, he's on a festival tour. kick, yeah. Manchester, UK, The Ritz, July 1. Epicuria, Portugal, Sumal Summerfest. That would be the one I would want to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ottawa, Canada, Ottawa Blues Fest. What a joke. Chicago, Illinois, Pitchfork Music Festival. That would be a good one. Squamish, uh, British Columbia, uh, Seattle, Washington, Bumbershoot. Is that a festival? Bumbershoot? Seattle. Mm-hmm. 
Is that a, a festival? Yeah, it's a big one. Bummer shoot. Bum- that's what they call umbrellas in Seattle. And so oh. I actually saw Lemmy uh, and Motorhead with my mom at and wife at Bumbershoot. God damn. Huge festival. Huge jewel of many facets. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I'm just propping up my mom for watching Motorhead. It means in the daytime. Fucking A. I didn't even get that. <laughs> uh, the last one I wanted to mention. Austin, Texas. Austin City Limits. October 2 and 4 and 9 and 11. So. Oh, he's going to be at the ACL Fest. So. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Well, good pull, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. Sometimes I try. All right, episode 42. There we go. Part due. There we go. Unredacted at the moment. <laughs> uh, only a few topics here. However, it's free range. The first one I want to go after, you guys were talking about magazines that you take. Road and Track, Car and Driver, mm-hmm. Popular Mechanics for me. I read, a, I think it may have been a Road and Track. They took a... An 01 BMW M5. Okay. Right? Oh, that's Great a good road year. car, right? That's a good year. And drew and drove it down, I think it was, I don't know, you'll have to correct me, south of San Francisco, I guess, Highway 1 and all that's real curvy okay, through there. Okay, yeah. Uh, POC, is that what that's called? Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah. yeah. That's it. PCH. Yeah. PCH. Well, they pitted it against a 2014 Chevy Impala. Now, isn't that funny that an 01 BMW would outperform a fucking 2014 Chevy Impala. I think it's predictable. I did too, and mm-hmm. I think that's why they put the article in there. I don't yeah. think anybody think, would disagree with yeah, it. I think it's very, very predictable. Was it the Grand National of Impalas? Like, what's special about a Impala these days? Uh, <sighs> nothing, just a new, a new look, new chassis. Because they stopped making Impalas for a few years, right? They did, but they started back up, I think, in 2005. So mm-hmm. that... Well, they've that, come and gone a few times, but since they came back in, I guess, the 90s, 80s, they were like a dad's car. They weren't... Yeah, it was a family car. Yeah. Right. Well, they had a... a I think they have an SS model, and I think that's what mm-hmm. they... Is the that what they used? The SS would be the of the M5 in their mind, but... I guess that's what I was getting at when I was yeah. suggesting the Grand yeah. National. You, you, can't, I mean? you can't pit... Okay, first of all, the M5s, I'll even go as far as saying M3 would probably outperform that Impala. Yeah, and uh, that's a that's kind of a non-issue. I'd imagine a non-issue the article. The M series is created as a sportier BMW's best shot at a sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not only their not only their best shot, it is a it outperforms a shitload of cars that are made by other brands that it's a try to top sedan. of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've always maintained that one of my favorite vehicles is. Um, People always get mad at me for saying it. BMW 740s. Why? I love because the sedan that drives fast. It is a very fast car, huge fucking engine, and you can fit your friends in it. Uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to run the Gumball Rally in either an A8 or a 740, one or the other. I would pick the 3 plus 3 Dually that uh, Terry Bradshaw and that other redneck used in. Uh, That's a badass car. So? My personal favorite car of all time is the original Ford GT40, which well, is yeah, gorgeous yeah. and amazing. And if you see the brand, the newest new one, which is pretty like nice, how new? Pretty like nice. this year? It's a brand new, not even done. No, I don't even know. It yeah. just blew everybody away at the Detroit 
auto show. Um, <sighs> incredible. Came back out, I guess, in 2000 for the first time. Yep, so I, I think we can all, all agree. GT40 is a fucking Gorgeous. badass car. Gorgeous. It's a badass cool. vehicle. Will they sell that one? Or would it just no, they're be all for sale. But there's it's limited. But yeah, it's a street right. for sale vehicle. Like how many do you think they'll make? A thousand? <sighs> Maybe. Something yeah. like that. Limited for sure. What would it retail for? Under 100k, no a domestic no car way. over 100k. probably more than 100k. Domestic. This is a yeah. supercar. That's yeah. true. Even though the badge is blue, it says Ford. It'll be no- two hundred fifty thousand dollars more. Let's look it up. You think so? I think so because they're I hard to so. get. In there. Oh my god! You find, you, maybe the showroom floor, and then everybody's uh, bidding on it afterwards, right? Let's see. You know, there there are a few. There are a few here in Austin. There are a few really, really good-looking GT40s. You can also get a kit now that looks damn near yeah, yeah. close to that. I don't know what you put it on, though. Would it be a Mustang or something, I guess? A Mustang chassis and then pull it. I was, that original body shape is one of the sexiest I can't believe. I truly cannot believe that they pitted those two cars it's against low, each other. low, yeah. Yeah, that, that was setting the bar high and extremely low, you know, and don't get me I wrong. Like, I like it. I, I think like it, Impalas. I I do like Impalas. What, what do you like about? I have the same like of Impalas. Uh, I like about Monte Carlo's history. And um, I'm kind of Mexican. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pri- You know, I I it's inherently that's in me. You know. Yeah, Dove Springs. Um, well, I <laughs> four four. I um I drove a Monte Carlo SS. What was it? This was uh, 10, 11, 11 years ago from Austin to Detroit. I made that drive. <laughs> to, to that car, it was like a salmon going back up the river. Like, <laughs> back I to was, my home. I was taking it back to where it was birthed. Um, a drive that normally takes about 26 hours, I did it in 22 hours. And it was comfortable. It was well great. Done, well done. <laughs> I, that car weighs four tons. It's no, a big car. Probably two tons. It's a big, probably 4, two tons. pounds. Yeah, probably, probably two tons. It's it's a big car. I had a blast. It was comfortable. Uh, only time I stopped was to if you gas slam up, a kid's a finger in one of those long ass doors, lop it off. Yeah, the, the finger's done. He's fingerless. That's when you when you close a door and it's like boom. boom. Ah! <laughs> what you got? All right. So how much is it? I'm not finding it. I found a used 2004 okay. for 140 GT4, grand. For 140 grand. Okay, so yeah, he may so be right. Definitely north. It may of be going fi- north. Yeah, of of 300,000. Oh, yeah, amazing. Oh. But you guys agree the coolest, boxiest dad car has got to be the Buick Regal 87 Grand National. Oh, definitely. Wasn't that also a 442 like? They kind of it was a super muscle car, the only one available in the 80s during the gas crisis. The speedometer went to 80, 85, with highlight at 55, and it had a mega killer super performance package. All, triple black, black paint, black trim, black interior. Did it also, was it just a on-the-tree shift? Like, yeah, I don't uh, know it definitely was not. A a, there were a lot of stick shifts coming out of GM those days. Not in, yeah. That's what was cool about what it. It looked like a boring regular Buick, and it, w- it, it was a wheels. real deal muscle car. Do you in remember an era with no muscle cars? Upshaw, do you remember the car I had when we met? It was a Buick Regal, and it was yep. a flesh tone. Yep, sure was. It was a '86, '86 uh, with a blue velvet interior, interior velour Loved in every it. corner. Loved it. Loved it. I, I missed that car. I absolutely missed that vehicle. Uh, how did you get rid of it? Totaled. Got totaled. Somebody T-boned oh. me. 
Um, I was dr- I got sick early in the day at work. So that Star wreck wasn't home. your fault. Nope, that was the full one. <laughs> it, the, uh, you know how much I got? That car only had like seventy thousand miles on it. I ended up getting thirty five hundred dollars for that car from that the insurance. insurance. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they they didn't replace it because none of the parts were available. Nothing was available for the vehicle, so they just told it out, gave me a check. Baldeschweiler told me one time, he goes, because I had hail damage on uh, an old like Honda Civic. It was just an interim driver that I was using for a while. He said, dude, before you take it over there to that body shop and let them assess what it's worth, he goes, clean the motherfucker up, vacuum it out. He goes, because their, their whole thing is to make you back whole again on what the car is worth. And if you take it over there looking like dog shit then you're not gonna get anything for it and well, it ended up totaling it out because of the value if it's a, more than a third of the value of the car or something they just total it right. i think Sorry. well that buick was baldeschweiler's mom's car she had gotten too old to drive so he sold it to me what did the seat smell like you nasty bastard the car was immaculate it was a ima- i took such good i took better care of that car than any car i've ever it drove like a waterbed, I'm sure. Oh, it was great. It was like driving a boat. I remember uh, coming, you know, Martin Luther King goes down to Lamar, and you go down that big hill. Mm-hmm. It was literally just an ocean of hood, and then just like, it was, it was like riding a wave. It was fantastic. I truly miss that car. Over 70 miles an hour, that car's unsafe. <laughs> Foss, would you hit us with some stats? Before I get into that, I'd like to talk to you about one of my early cars, which was amazing. My yes. second car that I got when I was 16, a 1979 Toyota Supra. Did you buy this car or was it gifted? No, I bought it. I bought it. 79. Not much to look at. You know, its main competition in that era was the um, 280Z, right? Which was a much prettier car. That's still yeah. a very sought-after vehicle. But this yeah. Supra was damn a fucking rocket. Hatchback, right? Yeah, hatchback. And super written same, across the Same, almost the same body as the Celica hatchback. Didn't look like all yes, that. Yes, sir. It had a straight six. It was crazy fast. I was racing brand new 300 ZXs beating a brand new RX-7s. And here's the thing I used to do to my friends. I had a tiny couple of back seats in the back. Put my friends in the back seat, and I, you know, this is, I was 16. I'd tape a $20 bill, which is everything, to my dashboard. And I'd go off the line, and I'd tell people in the back, if you can grab it, you can have it. So I'd kick it off the line crazy push like crazy fast this car they could not lean up and grab the 20 they couldn't do it with all the testosterone into them no because (laughs) that's what i would do well there probably was a little bit of that yeah but they could not lean up just a little bit to grab that 20 off the dashboard because that car it was a fucking rocket ship do you think a toyota intended to do that when they built that car I think they, that was their performance car. I think late, oh. the later models of the Supra was the fastest production car ever. By the way, they're coming out with another one finally again, which is like a supercar now. It doesn't, it's not really very accessible. Yeah, the last one I remember them having was like sort of rounded off, and uh, it had a turbo. That's the one I remember. Boost and all that. Yeah. The one that was the, the fastest production car, I think, was like the late, late 80s, early 90s, and it would go for 157, and it had a, a big... A big uh, airfoil on the back. Have you ever but gone that fast? Incredible. So this one, my, um, my Supra, you know, that was in that era where the speedometers were only allowed to go up to 85. I'm driving in New Orleans. <laughs> what a stupid mandate, I know, by the way. I know. 
And so we would predict, we tried to predict, we think we got up to 130. Here's what I learned from that. When you're going 130 on a highway, the curves that you are used to, they're really tiny, actually are scary as hell. That little minor yeah. curve, you think you're going to roll off the road. Upshaw, what's the fastest you've gone? Uh, 115. And I blew a motor in a 78 Corvette doing it. Cost Damn. me $4,500. It's scary going that it's fast. It's worth more than the car, by the way. I love that acceleration, but that high end could scare me. What about you, big guy? Um, fastest I've ever driven is right at probably 115. I think that that's about the fastest I went. It was on in an MR2. A Mr. Two? Yeah. A mid, yeah. uh, mid-engine with, with runabout the, with the T-tops. With the T-tops. And it was Ranch Road Plastic. 12 Whoa. going from um, Blanco through Stonewall up towards uh, Johnson City. Um, the fastest I've ever sat. What's the fastest you ever sat? Uh, in a Dell Soul one time. I'm <laughs> sat? You mean somebody else driving? Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. I, it can't be much faster than 120, I guess. I would love to get in one of those deals where, like, you, you you get in, like, a, uh, a car, like a a NASCAR driver takes you around the track. I'd yeah, love to do that because I'd like to see all that whiz by. 180 and the banking. Oh, I'd like to banks. feel that. I pressure. want to feel the banking. Yeah. I want. I would love to ride on a test track where where you get up and you get on that bank. I would love to. 180. Well, you, you've seen that Mario Andretti car where it's like uh, in tandem. Like there's a guy. It's like a two seater mm-hmm. Indy car. I'm not going to open too. wheel. They. Yeah. Yeah. They bring those out sometimes, don't they? Like, I think for the F1 Yeah, thing, the F1 races. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You've got to know somebody to get into that oh, yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Or pay a shit Or pay a grand a at least, money, probably. Yeah. The NASCAR experience, I think it's like 450 bucks. Is that it? Something like that. It used to be. I might have gone Fuck, up a little, I, but it's You doable. know what? If I had a spare 450, that, shit, yeah. Worth it. Definitely worth it. Um, when I worked for AC Delco, which is a, a, a parts <laughs> company, part of... Uh, GM, they had a uh, a convention every year in Vegas. Well, one of the activities was a drag race when the uh, uh, Pontiac G6 first came out. <laughs> so what? All of our team members got to get into the car, regardless of your ability. It didn't matter. Anyway, one of the ladies on our team, of course, it's a lady, got down to the end of the quarter mile, uh, forgot to hit the brakes, and went off into the gravel and still the was litter. still was standing on the fucking throttle and just anyway that's the last time we ever got to do that oh goddamn yeah. activity. Oh, yeah. they squashed that very quickly i'm sure oh my god that's hilarious Can, i can't hilarious. come to think of it, i can't believe they put people that had no idea what the fuck they were doing in those cars in the first place that's what's so great about it goddamn legislation <laughs> i know right? thanks obama thanks obama <laughs> thanks a lot dig, dig this so there used to be this place in yeah. south florida Fort Lauderdale area. I like and it this was known already. as the, the <laughs> fastest kind of go-kart race. It was open, open wheel. They're bigger than go-karts. They would go about 50 yeah, or 60 kart racing. miles. Like yeah, kart racing. They didn't have any regulars, excuse me, regulators on them, so you could open it up and just do whatever the car had for you. So I was at this event where we had closed the thing down, and it was all just us, right? And let me wait till you hear who us is. But before I tell you that, I was so stoked to do this because I love, I, I love being aggressive behind that wheel, right? Who doesn't? So I'm trying to see what I could do. I know a little bit about driving. You know, those curves go straight, cut at the end, straight lines. Uh, come high straight out of the lines. turn on the throttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about those straight lines. So um, blurred lines. I didn't win the whole race. I did get fastest lap, but let me tell you who I was racing against. Can I guess? Twelve 
seriously trained international killing machines. These guys were all from the State Department, the Department of Com- Commerce, oh, yeah. the CIA, oh, yeah. trained uh, at everything. They've had, yeah. They, at they've the had end, the driver they all, I had a lot of comments about how, all, how scary I was and how much they didn't want to be on the road with me. I felt great. I love intimidating these guys. I would, <laughs> One of my highlights. I would loved it if you would have told me, like, I think you've got a future with us. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Steven Seagal. I came in overall third, but I just felt good just to run those guys off the road. <laughs> I see it. Steven Seagal actually <laughs> was at this latest rally in Russia. They put on a giant show. I saw them. A ton of people marching, uh, a la Hitler. The, the, it's, the, um, it's, it's like an anniversary of the creation of the they Soviet Union. Victory Day. Victory Day. Victory Day. And yes, he was one of the honored guests there. And fuck him. I can't stand Stephen Gull. I, I, I'm not going to watch any of his movies. I can't, I can't stand the man. Well, it's a topic for another time because he's got a, a vast array of Lies. Shit that he's done is uh. incredibly bad, <laughs> including, but not limited to, beating women, yep. treating them. He's a sh- mm-hmm. super big chauvinist. But the reason I think that he's friends with the Russian guys is that he got in good with a gun manufacturer there, and they use him as a, you know, like a, uh, a, a spokesperson. Right. <laughs> they sell so a many guns to the fucking Russians that yeah. <laughs> I can't stand Can the man. You I can't look at his face. That? I cannot. I just. I can't do it. I cannot do it. He's, uh, I d- you know I who he's married to? Kelly LeBrock. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I, I'm not kidding you. I wonder what she looks like these days. Uh, probably real big lips. Um, a lot of crows. Did she feet. go on that show, Biggest Loser, or one of those weight loss shows? She did. Oh, did she? I think so. We have to go to break, and we got to look this up. I mean, <laughs> I, I need. I need this. Oh, weird science. Hey, do you guys remember uh, Los Lobos? I love, you know, one of my favorite Los Lobos it. songs is, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Tito mm. and the Pastel Moon. Tito and the Lavender Moon. Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, yes. Let's hear this. We'll bump out. Can, can we look up Kelly LeBrock, yes. please? Yes, yes. A current. Prepare to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you in a few. All right, sounds good. Stands on one foot, doesn't even fall. 
dance and dance, still dance until he goes off to sleep. Did you hit a little record that time? I feel like it? I've been here before. <laughs> All right. To make the point again. Yes. This album. Mm-hmm. When they wrote it, they they had a house. and Actually, I've heard this about... Uh, who did that song, uh, No Rain? The, the singer's dead. It had, singer a little, it had a little bumblebee lady dancing around in the video. Oh, uh, Blind, Blind Melon. Melon. Right. That yes. guy, when he... Di- they, did, they did kind of the same thing. They had a, a house. They put you know, tinfoil over the windows and just locked themselves in with a bunch of mushrooms and weed and just did that album. Well, you hear about a lot of bands going off into like Aerosmith. solitude of Queen Stone Age. Uh, Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They went off into some place where they couldn't reach civilization. Where was Queen of Stone? Uh, that was Arizona. Arizona, think, yeah. yeah, Arizona. Yeah, um, I, I, I love that idea. I, well, that's me too. If you're an artist, why not? When Historically, I write. a lot of the greatest albums that were created were back in the day were able to do it, like Fleetwood Mac rumors, where they mm. live in the studio for a month and not be. They did say the they thing. were isolated um, for a month. They wrote that, but and then and then studio time got so expensive, nobody could do it anymore. But now everybody has a studio. Because they have their own studio. Fuck! How do you think we do this? Goddamn you're not podcast? indebted to the record label. So much. Well, think about the opposite. Yeah, of you're it. not in the. You don't have to recoup shit anymore. Think about the the opposite of it. The Stones, where they would literally go in the middle of New York, and that's where they would record. They'd record at night until fucking got off in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and then go out into the city. You know, it's total polar opposite. I heard that you two did this recently. They just kind of did an impromptu like. A, uh, in the subway acoustic thing mm-hmm. yeah they just, in what disguise they put disguises on a bus at the it was a they jimmy put disguises new on in new york yeah. yeah it was a jimmy fallon thing but that's not oh. that was just the kind of yeah it was like a, was it a new song that they did i think they, they were promoting no, i think no, they were just uh they did uh, songs like whatever not their songs i was giving out another award well you uh the 
not, I guess the Foo Fighters, they just played in Venice and they did an impromptu concert. Nobody knew they were playing and they did all covers. They're, I'm not surprised. They the sound drummer like of the Foo Fighters anyway. has a cover band. Right. And they play, you know, where cover bands play, uh, uh, state fairs, weddings, and so forth. I love it. Word. And they don't usually have the rest of the Foo Fighters, but in this case, it was a state fair and they had Dave Grohl and the, most of the rest of the Foo Fighters. And yeah, they just surprised they everybody on, on some on covers. Yeah, they played like Fleetwood Mac, Cheap Trick. They played what you would. I think they even played a, a, a bad company cover. I mean, they did what you would think would a cover band would play. Yeah, been a long time since the rock and roll. Like that. <laughs> they played even songs you would think that they wouldn't typically play, like like bad cover band cheesy songs. Um, but you know, they played My Sharona fantastically. That's the one I saw, and it was fantastic. It was good. And I don't even like to give them props. I'm not a Big food They're overexposed, like yeah. beyond overexposed. I think so but too. You know what? They're, Dave Grohl's a fan of rock and roll, and I can't blame him. Right? How can you bang on him? Mm-hmm. He's super talented, but sometimes I feel like the same way. Like God Almighty, it's too again. Much. You know, they're headlining ACL again Damn. this fucking year. Fuck. Come on! If you're a booking agent somewhere, fucking like, a, what band you know, should you, I get? I know one rock, two rock and roll bands. You know what you fighters. do with them? You use them to shoe in your fucking other artists. Wow. You say, look, I'll give you Foo Fighters for about 50K less, but you know what you're going to have to do? You have to put this artist and this artist. This. Do we do we all know the lineup of ACL? Um, Does anybody so know? So not into it, it got leaked. Because I know out of the entire lineup, there's only two bands I want to see. Who? Um, I want to see The weekend. I would really like to see them. And Toro y Moi. I like Can to see I add also. one to your list? Yeah, go for it. Alabama Shakes. I'm telling Everybody you, that band's hot as them. fuck right now, and I know you don't like it because it's hot as fuck. They're, they're not my thing. They're but, not my thing. They're not my yes, thing, but you know what I've heard thing. about them? It, to see them live, you, you would be converted. I, I saw them uh, on David Letterman. It was impressive, but it's not, it's, right. it's not my thing. I'm with you. It's really not my thing. Last year's... ACL didn't do much for me, but two years ago, you know what's great is when you have some interesting headliners. They had Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. but then when you can discover amazing bands, also yeah. like Savages, they were. I'd never heard of them before. I saw them on the, the live feed of ACL, and I was completely blown I, away. I by do this like Savages. Where are they from? Do. do you know? They're English, and they've got kind of an '80s, almost gothy vibe. But so good. Great songwriting. But are you really at ACL going to discover anybody? Is that Maybe. truly going to happen? Maybe. <sighs> During the day. Uh, it's a tough call. It's a big festival, so you have a variety of bands. Um, so you put the big famous ones in there to drag to draw a lot of people. But then you have a responsibility to also put like quality stuff in there that's not expected. Like, like what's this band, School of Rock? What, what's it? What, what's this? Wait, what? No, what's the band? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I'm sick of ACL. I'm so just, our I'm, producer I'm handed me a piece of paper, and on this piece of paper, there's a striking young lady. I'm gonna name names. Do it. Nicki Minaj. Mm, 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 mm. Pure heat to me. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that ass. It's just oh, it's like two globes. Take the fame away. Take all the baggage away. I think most men okay. would be really impressed by those Yes, yes. Fuck yeah. It, you know, that charisma of some people. If you saw her in a club standing next to you <laughs> order a drink, you'd be like, God damn, look at that. Dumbfounded. I'd be dumbfounded. Like, out of my leg. Can't, yep. Yep. can't even try. 
<laughs> Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know her very well, or at least her image. Mm-hmm. And we yep. know that she's unashamedly about about her image. And what I mean about it, no shame is she doesn't care if it's plastic, real, or fake. She's putting that image out yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's pop. For what it's, it is. It's, it's yeah. pop. It's sure. pop music. Sure. You know, though, she is... Ex- she just got engaged. She is extremely faithful, and I like that she is, she's very female forward. How do you know about the faithful? Very, fe- very few. She uh, did an I, interview. I have a question. You go for it. Faithful to something floating around up there, or faithful to no, her No, she's mate. been dating, I think, the same man for eight years now. Some young guy. Yeah. 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 And uh, he just proposed to her on stage. He um, oh, is that's sweet. Meek okay. Mills. Meek Mills, the rapper Meek Mills. I think. I'm fairly certain. So you're I'm suggesting she's not as promiscuous as her image presents. Exactly. Exactly. Possible, I suppose. Or maybe yeah. they have an agreement. Or you know what? Could her image. If you listen to the lyrics of her songs, she does not actually. She promotes more of a everybody wants to fuck me, and I ain't fucking none of them because I'm getting, I'm getting mine without fucking them. So me I'm, and Fuss both are rolling our eyes right now. But, I, if, but if, you if are that's right. true, and. Those ass implants are just a major fuck you. They're not. They're not implants. There's not. They're not implants. I have definitely fucked girls, plural, that have had an ass like that. Definitely. I I would love to argue with you, but I think it's pretty common knowledge that those are implants. I don't. Are they really? So I don't think so. I think there's a debate. I don't think it's common knowledge. And we're not debating that tonight. Hit me. And I'm no expert on her. But first of all, ass implants, hot or not? Fuck no. I, I can't even believe they're a thing, really. I'm yeah. Do the boobs and nobody looks at the butt. Boob implants, okay or no? Word, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And that's, that's weird how we can. Uh, we, I love boob fake tits. Yeah, what's not to like? I mean, if they're done quality, <laughs> not if they're. It's time for the captain to show his quality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also on this piece of paper are a lot of factoids and stats and so forth. All right, forth. hit me. Hit me. I'm excited. Let's I'm do ready. this. Come on. I'm going to get them right. First one's just about, it's not really a stat, but it's about, it's a factoid about spicy food. Okay. You guys eat spicy food? Damn right. Do you like it spicy or are you either yes. way or do you prefer spicy? Yes. I can do either or depending. I like it. Now, we're adults now. We're not in our 20s anymore. So I'm going to assume that you guys, you guys are intelligent, worldly men. Yes. That we like at least one of we us. like spice to enhance the flavor of our food. Yeah. How many different kinds of pepper sauces do you have? Or would you typically uh, Personally have? or how many are there? No, do you, how much do you keep around the house? Uh f- 5. I think I have 3. Okay. So you appreciate the different styles of those. Yes. Certainly. Okay. Yes. So you're you know what you're doing. You do it for yourself. You're not trying to prove anything. Am I right? When I was younger, I used to, you know, try to show off and Hey, look how spicy I like my shit. I'm even going to put some extra spice. I'd talk about it and make a big fucking deal. Yeah, I used to order the uh, atomic wings at, uh, <sighs> uh, at Pluckers. At Pluckers? Oh. Oh. Really, it was just habanero. Yeah. And it tastes like dog so shit. See your picture on the yeah. wall the, on the Hall of Flame. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then somebody would look at me and go, you're ruining your food. And I'd feel a sense of pride, right? <laughs> you don't know shit. Right, I thought on. I knew something about spice. I dated this girl who would kill her food with habanero sauce, and I habanero sauce, and I would say to her, "You're killing your food." And I finally saw the other side. But I'm reading this stat that says this: 
and I don't, I'm not sure if I buy into this, but you guys tell me what you think. Women eat spicy dishes because they enjoy the taste. According to researchers, while men tend to eat spicy food because they enjoy showing off. I'll agree with that. I agree. But you guys, Thumbs up on but that. You guys don't, I agree with that. You just said that you don't fall into that category. No, I, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. Um, in fact... Hey, if, if Bob looks good eating hot stuff... Fine. <laughs> I think the, the, the word that's misleading us is men. Like a young man, 20-year-old man trying to prove something, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. if you like food, if you like to enjoy what you eat, if you're cultured at all... You, you don't want to kill your taste buds. You don't kill your taste buds. You want to, you want to enhance them but you don't want to kill them and I, I i would agree i think that comes with time i think when a lot of men are younger they try to uh do that bravado uh, the bravado of look how hot i can do this i was never like that once you learn how to fight you don't have to fight anymore right that's what being a kid is all about <laughs> thank you noriyuki pat morita rest in peace never forget I might, this might be a bad word to some. I'm going to start off with it. Okay. Scientists. <laughs> some might already be off the clock. Scientists say that 100 million years ago... Damn it. Can you read that? So it's a three-syllable right, word. Uh, scientists say that 100 m- million years ago, sauropods okay. ate grass covered with psychotropic fungus similar to that used in LSD. Fuck yes. Well, we already know the cavemen. We already is know that the a question or a statement? No, it's a factoid. It's a factoid. Nobody right, even knows what a seropod is. All right, move on, you turds. People with high IQ, including all, including all three of us, are most likely to experiment with psychosomatic drugs. Dang it. We had one You know, they also say that smart people curse more. I keep reading all this. Thing. Yeah, I've heard that. So thing. all the worst behaviors from intelligent people because and we can less intelligent people never do it. anything. Yeah, sure. Stupid. That's ridiculous. Okay. The number of sex acts heterosexual men say they experience in a year. Go. Can... Across all age groups? It doesn't say average. It just says the number of sex acts heterosexual men say they have in a year. It's Six. It's a tricky question. Six? It really is. If you're married, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... Um, if you're a nerd and you're single, just as much. I'm going to go with few. somewhere in a year. You're going to say 12, aren't you? Sex acts? Yeah. Conway Twitty would okay, say 25. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a question, and you've read ahead on this, hopefully. Um, is it, does that take into effect monogamy? Just to answer No, it. that's it's completely general, and they're... 80. Yeah. 80? That's not a bad... That's not a bad number. 365 days of work. say 80. All right, I mean, if me, you have a girlfriend, me, and you're doing her Fuck, even if five you're times single. a week, that's... 250 times. Right, so exactly. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Even if you're fucking single and you're having sex one and a half, 1.8 times a fucking... Uh, Putting oh. stuff in your butt doesn't count, Bob. Oh, God damn it. Well, it H- says sex act, we don't even know what that blowjob must be. Oh, that might even be masturbation. It says 63. Do it. I'm telling you. But right, that's go, not, go to the but next, here's the, No, we're not even done. That's not even the surprising part. Uh, okay. This is no, Now, I'm going to ask you, what is the number of heterosexual women? Say they experience 25. 
I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say somewhere in the 20s. Hit 28. You would think it would be inexplicably lower, but it's only slightly lower, 55. Uh, in one year? God bless you, women. I need to know what a sexual act is. All right, move on. <laughs> well, it's obviously not sticking things in your ass, so I'm ruined. But still. My number's ruined. <laughs> this one's ridiculous. Most of them are. This is, I don't, how do you even get this stat? Singles you have to who regularly use emojis tend to have more sex than singles who don't. According to Match.com. Yeah, that accounts for Japanese. Yeah, that totally accounts for Japanese. I think it's about age, right? Like, if you're young, you're using emojis, and you're probably having sex more often. I know I think so, too. I know I rarely use them. Rarely. That turd one, though, that little pile of shit one. Sometimes I just send it to enemies at four in the morning. Just people I hate. Shit, just shit, shit, shit. A lot of stats that seem to make sense. This is one that, that bugs me. They say that most accidents happen within a mile of your home. Or within five miles around. Where you, yeah, most of your driving is, is within there. that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, all right, what else you got? Okay. A new 24-hour White Castle in Las Vegas was forced to temporarily close due to overwhelming demand. The number of burgers sold per hour for the first 12 hours after opening is what? 1,250. That's 100 burgers an hour. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with uh, 700. How many is that per hour? I have no idea. Okay. How is this one even? 4,000. What the? How do you? How do? I hate things. Uh, White Castle? Seriously? What? All right, keep going. Well, Just first keep of all, going. they're, they're he, tiny, itty bitty, baby burgers. You scrambled his that, mind. That's yeah. true. That's true. They're itty, tiny bitty, fucking burgers. burgers. They're tiny fucking burgers. That's why. They're little fucking shit burgers. I hate white. You cow. can tell if a man is likely to be promiscuous by measuring the length of his ring finger. What a load. Researchers say men with ring fingers significantly longer than their index fingers are more likely to prefer sleeping around to monogamy. That's. People will study anything. God bless government grants. Damn right. Look Somebody at this. Look at check. these hands. Look at these hands up, Shaw. I see him. Look at these hands. These are the hands of a whore, of a dirty, dirty whore. These are the hands of a working man. All right, let me see yours. Nope. <laughs> Where are my pants? So are those all, all right, the stats? Is that? Keep talking about yourself. <laughs> Come on. Let me see your hands. I got to see them. Okay. I got to see them. The same uh, about the same one, yeah. But okay. is that normal? I All mean, right. that's that's a fucking normal thing, right? And that's, yeah. Uh, I think the ring finger is always there's a, there's a female body shape for any man. Like we like, we have variety of what we're mm-hmm. into, right? Yeah. But it's arguable. Maybe it, we could agree that if you're looking at porn, maybe you're going for the big boob. Yes. Look up more than the tiny tit. Okay. It's at least some. Yeah. Porn everybody's sites. got their fetish. Every, everybody has no their own preference. Yeah. Right. Everybody's got their kink. How many more men are looking up big boob porn than regular or smaller boob? One hundred percent. No. No. I'm going to say um, how many more men? Like out of ten or a percentage? You can do a percentage or a ratio. I'm gonna say ratio. I'm gonna say um, do stars four out of. I'm gonna say six of every ten. 
sixty percent. Six hundred percent. Okay. So yours is one hundred percent. Two to one. This Everybody. says twenty to one. What does that mean? Online researchers for big breast porn outnumber <laughs> those for small breast porn 20 to 1. Oh, yeah. You're way closer than I was. The ratio of interest in breast implants to butt implants, 5 to 1. I don't see anybody's interest. <laughs> what? Well, that was part of that? But <laughs> that, well, that was an extra. A little extra. These, uh, these, these stats are insulting me. They're great. <laughs> They're absolutely great. I like these stats, actually. I have to be honest with you. Listen, I want to bump out here, and then I want to come back, finish this out. We did the first one, 50 minutes. Sounds good. Uh, one more. Fuss, he, he's, he's fussing right now. He is. He's a little fussing. Carol Lewis is our agent. Oh, my God. Be my agent. Fuck yes, by the way. Fuck yes. We rolling with Rush. Rush Town Management. Check this out. Since we talking over this deaf beat right here that I put together, I want to hear some of them deaf rhymes. You know what I'm saying? And together, we can get paid and paid and paid Thinking of a master plan. Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent So I just deep up, still coming up for lint So I start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how could I get some dead presidents I need money, I used to be a stick-up kid So I think of all the devious things I did I used to roll up, this is a hole up Ain't nothing funny, stop smiling You still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five if I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street, whistling this, feeling out of place, cause man, do I miss a pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper. Me and Eric being a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish. But without no money, it's still a wish. Cause I don't like to dream about getting paid. So I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. So now it's a test to see if I got pulled. Hit the studio, cause I'm paid in full. I can. Check this out. Yo, you go to your girl's house and I go to mine. Cause my girl is definitely mad cause it took us too long to do this album. Yo, I hear what you're saying. So let's just pump the music up and count our money. Yo, but check this out. Yo, Eli, turn the bass down and just let the beat keep on rocking. And we out of here. Yo, what happened to peace? Peace, 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 peace. So Ravenette's got their name from Buddy Holly. Raven. Buddy Holly song, Rave On. Rave On, Rave On likes his money. Is that the For those of you that listen to the podcast <laughs> regularly, you can go out to episode 41 and Rave On's in there. I mean it. I mean it. I'll shut this I'll fucking up. show you could do it. Hey, I want to tell you about dating. Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows that Puerto Ricans will stab you in broad daylight. <laughs> okay. Puerto Rican women. Racist. Women are a little different. Uh, so I go out with this gal the other night, and I don't think she ate dinner, but she wants to go shoot pool, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's an activity 
to do. I don't have to make conversation the entire time. We shoot a little pool. We have some strong drinks. And then uh, she, I think she's trying to be playful. So she pinches my titties. I'm like, hey, all right. Well, she does it again. I'm like, hey, whoa, that was pretty hard. That kind of hurt, you know. I'm kind of sensitive right there. <laughs> yeah, hey, very, real funny. Don't do it again. <laughs> and then, did you uh, feel emasculated a little bit? I, I think that's probably you why. Well, it fucking hurt, fuss. And then uh, she kept kind of like missing shots, and I could see where this was going. Uh, uh. So I told the waiter, I'm like, "Hey, dude, go ahead and bring me that check." And he's like, "All right, be careful driving." I'm like, "Oh, he even saw me, fucker." So we go out to the car, and she goes, I have to pee. I go, well, let's just go back inside. She goes, no, I'm going to do it right here. All right, suit yourself. I Let like me at girl. least open the door of the pickup. She goes, I can't do it here. I go, okay, well, pull your pants up. We're pretty close to your house. I'll, you know, I'm going to take you home. Okay. Well, we get in the car. She grabs my right ear with her left hand, and then with her right hand, fucking comes around like with a hard Pacquiao way like whap full open oh, palm hits my face what I went zero to 60 like oh if you could if y'all could only see this he went full spread eagle with I, the way the slap went I just went. said look I don't like that shit and you wouldn't like it either sit right there I'm gonna take your ass home but here's the here's the reason I brought this up because she never buckled her belt or her pants no and I, and I, well so oh, when she got okay. out of her well, house right. and she has a roommate i was thinking as drunk as she is how would that look when she walks in like you know she could have said anything i mean and, and i was doing my best to be sweet and do right. the right thing but it could have got skewed and that's why i bothered the shit out of me did you worry about this because she sounds like she was so drunk, she probably wouldn't have remembered anything that happened in that car, right? She didn't. And in in right. fact, I talked to her today, and I had to explain the entire thing. Yeah. Right. Mm, that's a very compromising position. Weird. Very yeah, compromising. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, open palm to the fucking face. No, <laughs> where did she, did she hit your cheek or square nose? Uh, temple cheek. Oh. Uh, uh, orbital bone. That's such a shock. Like, you don't even know how to respond to something like that. Why did you do that? Like, yeah, that's... What do you, that's not even a playful thing. That's almost a passive-aggressive kind of... Uh, I think so, too. And I don't know if she's trying to, like, uh, like mess this relationship up subconsciously uh -huh. by, like, going over the top and hitting people. Or, and My instinct tells up. me is that, you know, little boys pull girls' hairs and slap them around to, mm -hmm. to flirt with them because they don't know any better. She might have been trying that, but then accidentally took but, it too But too hard. drunk and too, and, too and drunk. Too yeah. I agree with that. I think what it is is she was just a little, she was a little full and she was trying to be playful, but it, she was drunk. She was drunk. She gassed it yeah. a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. And probably forgot all about it within five seconds. Uh, absolutely. Didn't remember that. I told her about it today. She's really apologetic about it. And that's cool. But that's good. I, I just said, that's you good. know, that was enough for you to say, I'm never, ever going to attempt to date this woman again. Well, no. Or are you thinking no. about it? Are you thinking about no. it? Are you going to do it again? Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. I need to hit that. Hey, there are some things Nothing that deserve a that. gimme. You know? Agreed. D deserve, you know. Uh, hey, I fucked up before, too. I've never hit anybody. <laughs> Just square in the face. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. Uh, I would totally wedding. give her another chance. The, thing that, the, thing, the reason I asked that question is because and this is my own problem I'm trying to get over. 
is that the older I get, the less tolerance I have for craziness. And sometimes I, fine, sometimes I uh, eliminate the chance of redating somebody who just maybe accidentally showed me a tiny sign of it. Uh, your gut's going to treat you right most of the time, but I, I think you're worried that you wrote stuff off that you could have. I'm not being as, for lack of a better word, tolerant as maybe I could, but then again, can't help it. You have very little patience. I think everybody already knows how I feel about crazy. You love it. I'm more than fine. <laughs> a younger fuss would have loved that. Fuss. Wedding, wedding, wedding. All right, so... Yeah, I went to a wedding, and this is not one of my favorite topics. Usually, I heard you I think weddings book. are silly. The, the tradition is kind of predictable. And uh, The death actually, of two single people. Robert was invited to this wedding, but he got to see the most boring boxing match in the world. It so, was not. It was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I went to, to it. To Robert's defense, the hype was there, and he opted to, to see the fight because he's a boxing fan. Now, I knew this couple. The, the woman... He was getting married. It was actually an event planner for ACL. So, you know. Can you imagine? And it's a good, it's an amazing group of people. Um, a lot of rock and roll. A lot of, like, not your traditional Cool, pretty loose. Kind of, sounds Austin-y. Creative, smart, creative people. May, may I interrupt the story for just no. two minutes? Because uh, I want to tell you a story about the woman who was getting married. The very first night I ever met her. Um, I met her. And she was out with my girlfriend and a couple other uh, women. And I saw her and I went, you know what? You have fantastic eyebrows. That is great, great eyebrow game. And you know what she did? She goes, are you gay? <laughs> you know what I love about her? She's very confident in herself. She's, she's, a, she's a mess. She, she's very she's forgetful. She's heels. very silly. Yeah. She, yeah. she doesn't seem to have a lot of her shit together. But then again... She's very good at her job. She's very respected. She's very smart. She has great taste. But she'll post things on Facebook like, I lost my keys. Anybody know where my keys are? And for hours. And then, oh, they were in my pocket. The night of the wedding, she lost her wedding dress. She lost her phone. And she publicizes <laughs> it. It's like she's a goofy, but amazing capable person. Yeah. Her husband's a web designer and video director and film, filmer. And, um, he's very talented. So he's awesome. Very talented. Very talented. Great talented. Great taste, very smart. He's uh, directed some really nice videos for some bands. Um, so you know it's going to be, and we know our friends that good are going match. to this are also pretty impressive too. So it's a good group. So I went in expecting. I hear a huge butt. That, no, no butt. <laughs> I, I went in expecting this to be pretty impressive. Now, as a regular guy, like I said, I'm not really into weddings. I don't talk about weddings. I've been to a few. I've even welled up at a few, but they're pretty predictable. This one was like nothing I've ever seen. They did it at a ghost town. Oh, hmm. Yep. Okay. Every building at the ghost town had its own kind of theme involved into it, uh, which we can get into a little bit. But that's not even what's important. What's important is everybody was dressed to the nines, but not in your everyday three-piece suit-looking church-going clothes. It was rock and roll all the way, but fancy rock and roll. Very cool. What's that? Like a lot of queen? black and red. A lot of black, white, and red. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of black and red. The groom had this. His tuxedo was navy, like almost shark skin with thin velvet collars, if, if I'm right about that. Very dope. The guy I kind of wanted to be that night. Slim fit, probably. Yeah, slim fit. Just a one of a kind. Probably look. like a 40 slim short. <laughs> a classic look, but not 
done in a way that everybody does 60s classic now. It's its own thing. Anyway, I'm thinking Adam Levine. Flava. Yeah. I can't stress this word enough. I was Flava. thinking Southern Baptist Gothic. There was a black flag flying overhead with two, like, like a, almost like a Siamese twin skeleton where the skulls were looking at each other kissing. And over them was a banner that said, Till Death Do Us Party. Wow. Everybody's hip in Austin. Wow. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. They're given away by a singer of a, he's a classic kind of punk rock, rock and roll singer, but now he's doing kind of a folk punk thing. Sings for a band called Black Eye Vermilion. Check him out. Amazing. If you like a punk version of Tom Waits, you'll be into it. I saw the pictures and he was dressed badass. He's really an amazing yeah. cat anyway. He's, to look at him, you might be afraid of him. He bangs a microphone on his head every show or almost every show he's bleeding so he might scare you but the guy is smart oh, as shit Gary, he's very funny he's very on point he truly I've seen is a pit bull do that with a soccer ball before but never a human okay all right if you're lucky and just get to hang around gary's crowd that's a lucky day to yeah. meet him and get to know him is also pretty cool well funky friends are the best kind to have i mean oh, that's true this is true yeah i love to admire the shit out of my friends. If I admire them, then I know I'm in good company. You know? If I get to boss them around, that's fun for a minute, but then... I'm bad company. <laughs> well, I appreciate you letting me boss you around a little bit, Rob, but you're still good, you're still good stuff. Pretty smart, you know, for a bald man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with bald. Uh, well, that's can... nice. Wed- weddings are... I'll, I'll tell you this. I've, I've been a reverend for quite a while now, and I've done six weddings. Six weddings. Here's the weird thing about me. Um, I well up. I do. I well up at weddings. You're a sensitive guy. I am. I am a little sensitive. I, I do well up at weddings. It's, I don't know what it is because I'm not a huge fan of marriage at all. But I do. I well up a I know exactly I, what it is. I, I like it. I it's like it's a, sorry to sound typical, but it's a sacrifice for a man. It's not easy for a man. It's against our nature. And we're welling up because it's, man is doing a beautiful thing by making that sacrifice, by giving up our nature for the commitment for this one person forever. It's beautiful. There's something beautiful about that. See, I think it's because I, I like to chop onions during weddings. Is that, no? Should, is that a tradition? Like, it's, it's gumbo. Yeah, it's gumbo. gumbo ever. <laughs> Wedding but is a tough proposition these days. It is. What's in it for the dude? What's it's in it? It's about her. Yeah. What? In, in fact, I, I think. Sorry, the odds go, are go, against go, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I really wish I knew more about event planning and all that. I mean, that wedding business is a fucking money maker. I mean, Damn you, right you look is. at like what people pay for, you know, all that stuff. It, if you can gather all that and. These guys must have spent a fortune. Like Shit, there was booze provided out the yin yang. When when they the, you know when they did the I do, we all had a shot. Everybody did shots of whiskey. They gave everybody had a shot. Oh yeah, or two at eight yeah. bucks a piece, probably. Well, there was tons of booze in there. There was a saloon, but it wasn't outfitted with booze. It was outfitted with all kinds of candy, and then all these playing cards, like decks oh, of they, cards. They, they had a candy their, bar with their faces and their dogs' faces on the face cards. Everything about it was kind of cool and on point. Like every detail sure, was amazing. I mean, yeah, what's not to like about that? But when the groom marched down the aisle, it was I, can't, I don't know the song. It was a killer garage track. When she walked down the aisle, it was I put a spell on you. Oh, uh, by Screaming Jay Hawkins. Very nice, cool. Nice pull. Very cool. Uh, what's that song? The Witching Hour. No. Uh, 
passenger. <laughs> I um. So your, they, your they had a candy bar. Let me just. Like, I'll sum it up like this. All well, all the pretty much everybody that was invited there. The, the theme of the conversation afterwards was nobody can get married now. Yeah, yeah. this is the, yeah, this is topping everything. Everybody wants to get Gary to give him away now because his thing was he didn't hold back anything. He was taking a piss on everything. He was revealing all the strengths and weaknesses of everybody and just making it really. The most cool. uncomfortable uh, post wedding speech I ever heard was the guy's like, uh, "Look, we're real close and and we have a lot of close moments together. And the closest I've ever felt uh, was in the bedroom with her. And so we, you know, we really just that's how we know that we yeah, love each other. There was no schmaltz or sap at all. Uh, and it's just like, Ooh, wow, well, that's that's bold. It, it kind of was. Yeah, that's that's. Hey, man, it, that's he very. Right. It's honest. It's honest. You know. He's right. Yeah. Just say it. The thing is, you're inclined to say some really sweet, sappy, meaningful, poignant shit. None of that was in this. It was I, really just cool. I watched the wedding ringer. Yes, it's cheesy, <laughs> but yeah, it has all of that in there. Hey, let's talk about Mad Max real quick. Yes, yes. The main character in Mad Max is he's called Immortan Joe. His name is. Uh, Hugh, uh, Hugh, Jess, oh. Hugh, Hugh Jess, uh, and a, and a hyphenated last name. No, hold on. The the main character you said. Well, the, the main, main enemy. The main. The now the he's yeah. he's toe cutter from the original. Yes, right? I which can't. I think is awesome. I, do I love too. that George Miller did that. I love that Way he did that. Go. Yeah, I love that he took that original person. And just transport it. I, I love it. That that's one of the most impressive things I've heard about it. I also like that I hear the movie is very. Again, I'm going to use this. I've I've already used it during this podcast once. Sure. I hear the movie is very female forward. Absolutely. It, I it hear really it is, is very yeah. female strong, very female powerful, and I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, he um, he's from Sh- Sri Lanka, I think. Oh really? Uh, Kashmir. I guess that's yeah. all the same. Region. He's from a Led Zeppelin album. Uh, yes, he carries sticks <laughs> on his back. Uh, but he was an Australian actor, and can you can you imagine that phone call? They go, "All right, we've got a uh, fifty million dollar budget. Uh, would you come be the bad guy in this?" He is a Shakespearean actor. Yeah, he, he is from the Royal Shakespeare Company. What does that mean? Um, I th- I think it means that you actually have to be certified. In England, by like, by a council that says you are a you are a royal Shakespearean actor. You have to pull off being masculine while wearing tights. <laughs> tough, tough to do. The thing about the and I haven't seen Mad Max yet, but the thing from what I understand is they pulled off what's next to impossible, which is recreating kind of a cult, almost mistake hit. Right, the original was low budget. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It, it, it touched on something intangible that made. People go crazy for this movie, and to uh, remake it with sorry, a budget. Sorry to interrupt. Hugh's key, Hugh Keys burn. Okay, All right, go. Nobody. Uh, every time you hear about they're going to make remake of cult hit, you're like groan. Right. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Good luck following. Indiana that Jones, one. Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite movies is The Warriors, and I've yep. heard a few times mm-hmm. they're trying to remake that. Out. Total groan. No way no. to remake The Warriors. No. Yeah. But they, and I, again, I haven't seen it, but from what I understand, they totally pulled it off. You know what impacted me on Mad Max a lot? They did a really good job of, nobody's perfect, okay? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of deformities and, like, weird, like, I love that it. strange, small midgets looking through, like, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking crazy uh, binoculars and, like, a lot of, like, 
like uh, somebody holding somebody hostage and then having a, an IV of their blood oh. going to them, like weird shit like that. I always Man, loved the use of the, um, what, what's that lens called? That curved lens that they use? Fish eye. Fish the fi- yeah, and, and I've seen little parts of the trailer where they didn't use a completely, um, uh, like a maximized use of that, but one where you noticed they were using that fisheye lens. And by the way, it's made for 3D. It, <sighs> it really does work. One of the funnier things to me was one of the vehicles that, like, because they're always chasing each other in this, in the middle of nowhere, the irony to me is nobody has any guzzling, but they send out like 40 Driving everywhere. <laughs> well, one of the trucks, the main trucks, on the top of it is a guy playing guitar. a bassing guitar yeah. the entire All he does is play riffs the entire Is that the one with all the speakers? Yeah, the and then on the back is dudes just hitting on timpani drums. <sighs> well, uh, I read an article today where Tom Hardy, whenever they all sat down and watched the movie together, George Miller, Charlotte Like the finished Theron, product? Yeah, mean? when they all sat down, he got up and apologized to George Miller. Because supposedly, well, supposedly on set he acted like kind of an asshole, because he couldn't visualize, he couldn't see the vision that George Miller was going for, even acting in the movie, mm-hmm. he couldn't see what George Miller was going for, and then once he saw the finished product, he was like, "Holy shit, this is what he saw." I don't this think he would have done it much differently. It's really not that deep. And so, like, he that's went up, and well, that that's I hear that's exactly well. That's what you're getting. You're getting a max max. You're not getting deep. The magic of the premise, at least of the original, is that, especially for an American audience, we love cars. We get that. We love raw testosterone, and we love that it's 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 uh, no no prisoners. We there's no excuses. We're not trying to be politically correct. It's you know it's you. You got your car. That's all you got. You're gonna make yourself survive somehow. And some movies have a good premise, but they can't play it out like Death Race, like. Oh. You get points for running people. It's okay. it's a good premise, but it doesn't really hold up like. Good point. Very this good point. really holds up because it's visceral, it's raw, and you yeah. can't go into a, a pitch meeting going, "Well, it's about cars and trying to stay alive." There's not much gas. It's dystopian. Uh, it sounds boring, but they. It's, that's what makes it magic. Can I ask you, what country do you think Max is from? What background? The new Max. Yes. I haven't seen. Well, it, so it's I the same guy tell. actually. Uh. His last name is... Sounds like a trick question. It is. Are you talking about the character? Max. Mad Max. What's his last name? You're talking about the... His last name is Rockatansky. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, um, I'm if, very excited. I'm glad you it, saw if it. If that was a made-up name, I'd still applaud that name. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? I, um, I'm really excited to see it. I hear, it's, I hear it's the kind of movie where you don't take a good breath until it's over. I gotta say, Charlize, is it Theron or Theron? She's, How do you do it? I say Theron. I want to say Theron, but I think it's Theron. I don't She's know. beautiful. She's gorgeous. No matter what. Here's what She's I don't gorgeous. understand. And, and very and cool. ever, Y'all are mm-hmm. going to roll your eyes at this. She has a fake like prosthetic arm in it. Like, like a robot arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she sort of takes it off. When she just is at her wit's end. Uh, but it looks like she really doesn't have an arm. Is that just... I know it's CGI, but it looks so fucking Wait, real. Wait, you didn't know she only had one arm? <laughs> Holy shit. All right, that's the last of the Jedi Podcast. 
I, she, it she's so, she's really she's fucking talented she's as fuck, a man. Knockout. She really is. She I, I, I love her. I love her. I and think she's fantastic. Not afraid to take risks. Yeah. 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 Not afraid to be ugly. She's not caught up in the Hollywood pretty face baloney. And that's one of the reasons why I like Tom Hardy also. I like Tom Hardy for the exact same reason. He is not afraid to take fucking risks. He's not afraid to do it. You know? Um, well, Bob, hold on. You wouldn't take a risk either if somebody said, all right, here's a $40 million paycheck no, to be fucking Bane. Oh, but you're remaking, you're remaking one of the most popular franchises what? in movie history. That is a lot to live up to. Just like, uh, like I mentioned, Indiana Jones. A fucking total failure. Absolute fucking failure. Which one? You the know? fourth one? That, that one? check. That check. Yeah, the fourth one was fucking horrible. And that check wasn't a risk because it's, it's, it's Steven Spielberg. This is George Miller. To be fair, that wasn't a remake. It was just a too, extent, too far of a sequel. A money grab sequel. Do, we, not a do you want to hear a, another film that George Miller did, by the way? No, I don't know who that is. Please Babe do. 2, Pig in the City. What? Well, that was probably a contractual oh, agreement. Gag. Name another g- remake of a cult film that pulled it off. Mm, Not E.T. E. Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist didn't pull it off. I, the I, new one? I, I'm throwing uh, Babe 2. Um. <laughs> was it Psycho? They did the scene for scene complete oh, copy. Yeah. To- yeah. What, that, that, was, is a, that was offensive to me. Was that Rob's? You were offended. Well, like, me. why remake it? It was, it was, that was perfect. F- why remake it to copy Carrie, every scene? Another one? I'm not trying yeah. to. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. uh, it's very hard to find a very well done remake, especially for a really tricky cult film like that. Yeah. yeah I, so I really well, can't I name Mad Max did it. I, mean, no, I truly can't. He, there's another part in that movie. Uh, he's got the whole thing that Charlize Theron is trying to do. She's escaped from the Citadel. That's in quotes. With a war machine, that's also in quotes, uh, with the breeders, also the, in quotes. The women, the, yeah, the, the group of women. Yeah, his like concubine and uh, one of them pregnant. And at one point, the girl is dying, spoiler alert, she's dying, and he has a pseudo doctor messing with it, and he, he goes, cut him out of there. He gives her a C-section, pulls the baby out, it dies. Then he cuts part of the fucking, like, the cord. And he kind of <laughs> shakes it around like a rubber band. And it, me and Wendell were just like, Is there a showing of this movie tonight? <laughs> it, it, I really, I mean, I you, know they did you it just for shock me. value, but God damn, they did a good job. Oh, Machete yeah. jumped out of the window with the guys. In the <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Well, he, one more thing. Oh, if I can I, shift. I do want to say a remake that I like that other people don't. The Halloween remake that Rob Zombie did. Really? I don't. I literally don't know anybody that liked that. What's it called? Remake. It's called Halloween. He what I like about Rob Zombie is he's a fan of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, he he does a decent schlock film. I don't know if it's better yeah. than the. It can't be better than John Carpenter's version. Oh, but it was getting any worse. Uh, I love Carpenter. At least, <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that, but yeah. The first half of Preseek Thirteen is so intense <sighs> and really great. And the thing, talk about a remake. His the thing is movie masterpiece. Movie masterpiece, cinematic. That's gold. um, uh, that's a Dennis Quaid. Who who is that? Um, oh, now you made me. What? I'm is it Dennis pause. Quaid? No, it's um, Jesus, <gasps> Snake Plissken, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Good for you. The other, th- what's amazing about that is Kurt Russell is coming out of his whole Disney career, 
and uh, Carpenter was confident he could play this hardcore role, and it's he took a risk on that. Fucking but that great whole movie, fucking movie, great movie. It's really a masterpiece. The white, the, the, the film in it, everything about the, the tension, and the creature effects, to me, are still mm-hmm. ridiculously good. I, I know what you're talking about. That, that was in a, a cold area, right? Like they were in like the North Pole? Yeah, they're an outpost up in Alaska. God, Alaska. Very, yeah. Yeah. Like the, those people like wretched, like they changed shades. Oh, I remember that, that one. Right. Like, yeah. It's yeah, that's alien. kind of spooky. Yeah. Fuck. So that was a remake from a 50s version. And then they remade it again a few years back was so so but you're not gonna you're not gonna fix carpenter's master it's that is very hard but uh, i liked halloween i enjoyed it i thought it was very well done you know carpenter does all those the music for those movies oh does he really that's what makes it fun he's a pretty simple creepy (laughs) (laughs) great stuff hey do you guys listen to uh, <laughs> uh, mustache it's music? A, it's a, a sports guy in the morning, Dan. Uh, uh, not Dan, rather. Uh, he's syndicated. Uh, yeah, the the guy who syndicated for ESPN. Well, I know. He I know uses that that music. That deedle deedle. Why? For that kind of radio he, show? But it's been going for years. Well, shit! Uh, fucking Rush Limbaugh used the fucking Pretenders forever. Oh, that's right. He used uh, finally, uh, Ohio. Uh, come after him for yeah. some money. They tried, but they they couldn't because he never she aired more uh, than thirty seconds. I think, I think it's is it thirty? I thought it was seven. Is it seven seconds? Uh-huh. Under seven, you can steal it for under seven. I thought it was licensing. I thought it was that she did not own the rights. The pretenders oh, she, didn't, she didn't have own a, the rights. A, the a song, claim to stake, really. even though they hated that he was using it, they had no true legal recourse. And fuck him for using this song. Boom, 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 boom. All right, guys, we're coming up on uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Both of you are wringing your hands over there. Yes, 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 have yes. You, have you anything more to add? Um, I do not. you love doing the Jell-O podcast. I do not. Besides, we'll uh, tease you for next time because we were thinking about talking about aging and dating. And we've got some good stuff for that next time. I just want to say fuck my son for costing me so much money. Can I say that in the outro? Uh, yeah, you can say it. The thing is, that teased me up to know that I'm going to have to pay a bunch of money. And YouTube Fucking again. college. Fucking college. Well, he can work like anybody else, right? Have you met my son? Not in a while. <laughs> all right. Smile like you mean it. Love you guys. Love I you too. Thank you all. Thank Episode you. Episode 42 in the, in the can. Done. Done. Dig it. Fuss, thanks for coming over. Thanks for making a drive. All the way to fucking Dallas. Hey, would you say something that you're uncomfortable with before you get off? Yes. Panties.